Welcome to the Design Perspectives Podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Today's guest is another person that I met via Instagram. I don't know how we connected. I do know it was Instagram. And we just really clicked and kept in touch. And yeah, a friendship flourished. And now she's someone that I speak to often if not weekly, definitely bi-weekly. And we text each other and we DM each other and we keep each other laughing. Um, I got the opportunity to meet her husband at um, High Point uh, because he works for Hudson Valley Lighting, which is amazing. And it was just really great. So anyway, today's guest hails from Houston. She Much of her childhood is from New Orleans. She spent a great deal of time with her father on remodeling jobs and in the workshop where she developed a heart for design. Her passion for quality and craftsmanship have led her to develop relationships with some of Houston's skilled experts. Today's guest, excuse me, is the lovely and amazing Sherelle Neal. Um, So just sit back and relax. You'll hear us laugh a lot and talk. And I'm always jealous of girls that got to um, go to work or got to witness their fathers working in this field, being tradesmen and working with tradespeople, um, because I feel like that gives you a little bit of an edge. And it seems like you've just been immersed, immersed in it from the womb. So without further ado, here is my friend Sherelle. I hope you enjoy this interview. As always, I enjoy them all. Please do not forget to rate and review. Be kind. And that's it. Enjoy your weekend, beautiful people. Morning, Sherelle. Good morning. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited. Very excited. Me too, Gail. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. So let's get right into it. Let's chop it up. Tell me how you got your start in interior design. Yeah, well, so my father actually was um, a builder, contractor in the business for many, many years. Um, He's retired now, but he still does quite a, you know, few little projects still now here and there. So growing up as a kid, I've always... Um, been exposed to that environment mm-hmm. um, and just sort of seeing like the bones of everything, you know, before the the drywall goes in and, you know, even the furniture. So I've always uh, been able to be a part of um, the building process, you know, sort of seeing how everything starts from the ground up. And I've always been intrigued by that. Um, so I was, you know, very fortunate, I think, as a as a child to to have that exposure early on. Um, and sort of watching a project go from, you know, start to like breaking the ground and, um, you know, 
all the craftsmen or, you know, everyone involved in uh, the, you know, the build out of a project sort of Mm -hmm. on board and having these conversations and, you know, giving their input during what is their trade, what is specific to what they provide for the project. Mm -hmm. Um, And just sort of watching that whole process. I've always really been um, intrigued by that. And I think for me, when it actually dawned on me that I wanted to pursue design, it definitely was much later um, in my you know late twenties because um, I actually went to school for biology at the University of Houston. Of course, you did. Completely <laughs> different. <path. laughs> of course, you did. Which is so crazy. It seems like it's a common narrative amongst us creative people. We were on a completely different journey, you know. If um, it's not biology, it's finance, which yes, cracks me up. Like those are the two. It's, it's always like so I was going to be a doctor. I was on Wall Street. I'm like, yes. okay. It's so, and you know, and I think it's the analytical thinking and the problem solving maybe uh-huh. that seems so common, you know, even amongst those two fields. I think it's just like analyzing data and information and interpreting it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like that's a part of why we go from, you know, what might be a science major or, you know, like you said, finance and then going into a creative niche. It's almost parallel, even though, you know, you're talking numbers versus something visual. Right. (laughs) right. But yeah, but for me, um, you know, it just, it, it happened my, my sophomore year actually at the university of Houston, I had a conversation with my Dean and, and, you know, of course he was really disappointed and he was like, what in the world, you know, (laughs) are you serious? He's like, you're going to be in school forever. He's like, you're already on this journey, but he totally really understood the passion that I had, um, for design, you know, I, I think that it was the best time and the best choice I could have made for myself, you know, as much as I love science and I love, um, you know, being involved in, uh, sort of a applied science field, mm-hmm. I still just knew creatively down the road, you like looking into the future, like right. just pulling the curtain and realizing I probably would love what I do, but I won't be in love with it. Mm, that's, that's a big, that's a big difference. And I definitely wouldn't want to be unhappy, you know, with that idea every time I wake up and go to work I would rather be doing what I <laughs> right you want to be in love with major it and what it's right do. yeah so you know I um I took maybe a few you know months break uh before I started pursuing um colleges for interior design school the time U of H they did not have an interior design program they have a great architecture program Mm -hmm. um so it wouldn't have been like a smooth I mean obviously it would have been a smooth transition if I could have just stayed at the University of Houston but they didn't have a program that you know would fit uh for for what I wanted to study so I, I ended up going to the Art Institute of Houston And, um, you know, it's an accredited school, which was really important um, for, you know, a future in this, you know, as a business, obviously wanting to work for myself, but even just as an interior designer, um, I wanted to make sure that the school I was going to was accredited. So if I wanted to become a licensed designer, then, you know, my studies and my hours qualified me for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did a lot of my my research and I, I had the interview with the school. 
and they ask you a series, you know, of these questions and, you know, even have you do like a little sketch and, and the, and the, the lady, she was just like, you know, sure. I think you are meant for this. Like, I really feel that this is, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And I felt that so deep, you know, like when you just know, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> just know, like I was born for this. So, um, I, I, you know, after I graduated, I did a, you know, a few small internships and, um, I lucked out eventually and started working with a builder mm-hmm. that focused on, you know, production built homes. And it was sort of a design showroom setup. So new home uh, buyers would come in, you know, they would make sort of like a standard uh, selection based on the package or something like that, that they would, you know, select with their with their realtor. Right. And we as design consultants is what they called us. Um, you know, we would sort of walk them through that whole process and, you know, help them make selections. And so that I feel was so key for me because I was actually implementing presentation techniques. I was implementing, Mm -hmm. um, understanding, um, not just colors and patterns and those things, but really like the process of an appointment <laughs> of like, right. you know, having your first client and then what that means when you say, well, this is the design concept or this is the preliminary consultation. So it was, I was really enabling those um, things I had learned in school, which was amazing for me. I, you know, was able to build a confidence in myself um, Mm -hmm. from that experience. And I was there probably about a good three, three and a half, four years. And I met, um, because I was studying, let me go back a little, because I was studying, um, you know, as an interior designer and I had already, you know, had drafting skills and, you know, uh, which is important, which is important, <laughs> you know, understanding construction documentation. So I could have different conversations. Right. Um, which allowed me to sort of elevate on that job as well. And working with more custom home builders where you're reading blueprints and sometimes there's a room that's not even built out or there's an add on. And so there's a lot of customization that's allowed for the home buyer. So I was able to um, really exercise a lot of other things outside of, um, you know, what the what the design uh, showroom provided, um, which was great. So I could do custom tile patterns, you know, just to like throw out an example or kitchen backsplashes, things like that. I, you know, go home and like do it in AutoCAD and then come back to the come back to the meeting, you know, the next week, you know, and, and show the client they're like, this is exactly what I want. And then it's a matter of me working, you know, with the project manager and obviously, you know, with the tile, tile crew and explaining and, and even uh, estimating, you know, out the square footage and things, because we had to also price everything out. So there was a right. lot of moving parts to, to this position, which was so great. And I actually landed my first client through that job. Um, I had, cause you, you know, these homes will range anywhere from five to 6,500 square feet, sometimes a little bit more if they have Mm -hmm. casitas or other little, um, you know, spaces that you can add on to, to the lot, but you work with them for about a good year. And within that year, um, you know, you build a a pretty close bond, you know, with, um, someone that you, you see almost every other week, every other month. And, you know, we got to the end of the process and, you know, it was just like, Sherelle, we, 
really enjoyed working with you because they do a survey. But, you know, this was just a conversation they, you know, privately they wanted to have with me. And they were like, we just really want to let you know outside of the survey that we did how happy we are with everything that we've done with you. And we really love you and your personality. And we just feel like we click. Right. And, you know, we just wanted to know, you know, do you do interior design on the side? I was like, what? (laughs) I do now. (laughs) I do now. That's right. You know, and of course there was a bit like, you know, this rush of heat over myself. I was just like, oh my God, like I can't answer any of these questions. I don't, you know, have a business name. I don't, you know, I don't have a contract. I don't have any of that. We're like, it's a new experience for us both. And we just know that you're going to be so great. And mm-hmm. we really only want to work with you. You know, we feel like you understand us already. We've already built this relationship. And, you know, we would love to, all of us, go into into this together with new eyes. You know, this is our first time building our own, own home. So it would be no different, yeah. you know, with right, us. Right, right. And, you, you know, hiring you as our interior designer. So quite naturally, you know, I got myself together. <laughs> quickly, quickly. With with my father, who was such a great mentor as an entrepreneur and like just what I needed to do. And also, you know, my husband, I was married at the time. So, you know, I made a, a decision to leave that job and um, open Cheryl Design Studio. And uh, that client was such a great experience, you know, hands-on learning the ins and outs and obviously making tons of mistakes. Nothing was, you know, perfect. I, you know, I didn't know, you know, what wholesale, you know, buying things wholesale. I didn't understand what markup, you know I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't understand any of those, any of those right. things. So quite naturally there, you know, my contract evolved over making mistakes, you know, right. and learning how to protect myself as well as protecting the client. And, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're handling people's money. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're handing, you're handling their valuables. So it's not, yep. it's not like this just easy exchange where there's no penalty, you know? <laughs> I love that people <laughs> think that I really don't, you know, I had a conversation with a designer friend of mine who had, um, did an install Mm-hmm. And she had bought this lamp from a, you know, a vendor that she knew very well. And she said, you know, it's going outdoors. And the vendor's like, oh, that's fine. It's not a problem. Well, mm. she used it outdoors and damn near yep. almost caught like the, the, her client's place on fire. Oh, man. Because it was an outdoor lamp. But it, the woman said, oh, no, you're, it's supposed to be covered. It can't just be out, out. And she right. was like, but you never said that. And she said, that's when I learned about insurance. Yes. You know, absolutely. And it's just insane because you, there are so many things like people think being in business for yourself is a fun, easy, mm-hmm. you'll get, you know, you make tons of money. Tons of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, mm-hmm. there are mistakes. You get burned. Yes. There are lessons. <laughs> yes. You absolutely. Know? And I think we need to, you know, make sure that people are aware because I also, and I know you get this too, I'm sure, where people reach out to you and they're like, you know, this is my passion. I have a good eye. And I was like, sweetie, your eye is the last thing that you're going to need on this. (laughs) It is. Do you have a business coach? Do Do you you have have a tax coach? You know, do you have a tax attorney? uh, Yeah. I'm like, the eye is, yeah. is good, sweetie, but there's a whole lot running the that business. I, yep. Yeah, the operation of it all, and even the investment in your own business. You know, marketing is one whole thing, and then mm. photography is a whole nother thing. I mean, there's so many 
sections, you know, or boxes that you have to fill in of well, what is it going to cost yeah. for me to open my business, run my business and my business be successful. My business wasn't successful the first year, not even the second year. Yeah. You know, you know, come on, you, tell it you. I mean, you're, you're going <laughs> to spend money. You're, you're definitely going to spend money. And like you said, it, it is it is important to have that professional advice or that professional counsel to come in and kind of show you where these are the areas, you know, that you're making mistakes or, you know, where you could be more profitable. Um, so, you know, let's, let's change that. Let's shift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously your client shifts, you know, or your, your demographic of your client should also shift because you don't want to design for everybody. You know, I don't no. think does, I think design is a luxury. Absolutely. And I don't necessarily think that means it's accessible for everyone because not everyone just has money sitting around for them can, to spend yes. on a pretty room. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, can we talk about that? I was just saying to another designer friend of mine, I said, the thing that really makes me like crazy is hearing people say affordable luxury. Yeah. I'm like, what is no? that? Yeah. 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 You can, you, you're not saying that you have to spend like crazy amounts to make your house look amazing, mm -hmm. but you kind of do, right? Yeah, but yeah, because there's you... a service also involved. So yes, you know, it's not just the items that are going into the space. It's no different than you going to the doctor. I mean, you may not see that final bill, but you are trusting a professional <laughs> that yeah went to school, they studied, you know, they took examinations, and they're qualified. <laughs> right you know, to right. service you in this area so it is also their time so it is a investment on all sides not just on the furnishings and the artwork and you know the 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 fabrics it's also bringing in a professional to consult with you so yeah. it is, is yeah yeah and and you what's that you get what you pay for right you know, so right. there are designers at different levels and there's nothing wrong with that either. Right. I just, when people say affordable luxury, I was like, so can I go into a Maserati with Toyota money? No. I can't go into a Maserati <laughs> dealership and get that because I can't say affordable luxury, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so everything has its its time. And listen, we all do high-low. Every designer does. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you're trying to meet that budget and right. you're trying to make sure you're still bringing that amazing space. Right. But you got to do it all within that budget. That's so right. That's we right. can mix it up. We can and mix it up. And your client is trusting you. You know, obviously they, they vetted you out. Yes. Um, because they love your work, you know, and obviously depending on what your style is, they see themselves in your spaces somewhere, whether mm -hmm. it's a combination of, you know, one home over another home that they've seen in, in your portfolio, they, they're definitely, they're visual. They're, they're going to pick out specific things that they loved about this project or that project, or maybe it's specific fabric that they want, you know, that they love. And so it's up to you to sort of dissect as, as the designer. Well, how do I give the client what they want without it looking like another project I've already done. Because yes. Every client is different. The way that they live is different. And I think that's also the beauty and sort of the fun in design because, you know, as a, des as designers, we can sit all day and, 
and like do a room five different ways, you know, true, <laughs> like you said, true. It could be high or low or just using different resources, but still somehow achieving a similar look, but not using the exact same things. And so I think that also as a designer, as a professional, you're bringing that to the table, you know? True. So that's, that's a lot to, um, you know, to absorb. (laughs) It is. And to implement. (laughs) It is. It's very interesting. Um, Like you, you always have to be mindful that you're running a business um, and that you, you have to be successful at it if you want, if, if you're thinking longevity, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So you really have to think long game. And I mm-hmm. don't think people do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears. Let's, let's uh, talk about show houses. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just did my fifth and probably final one for yeah, a little I while. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> You are so amazing at show houses, girl. Listen, first of all, I'm grateful to the vendors that a lot of people don't understand. I only do show houses where the labor is paid for. I do. I will not do a show house Smart. if I have to pay for the labor yeah. because I have my own house that I have to pay labor for. Right, right. That's smart, Gail. That's smart. Yeah, because it, they're going to rip it out anyway, right? So I'm <laughs> right. going to pay what? $40,000 for stuff to be ripped out and, and hope to get clients from yeah. that? No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So tell me about uh, your experience with River Oaks. Yeah, so I um, this one was really fun. It's my first ever uh, show house. I haven't done another since. It's stunning. Um, thank you. That was a really great experience. Um, it was a six-week turnaround Mm. first off so we did not have a lot of time um to really pay you know with uh with with our spaces but one thing I definitely wanted to do when we were able you know they got all the designers together and we were able to tour the home home first of all I love the the exterior of the home the design mm-hmm. and I love the transitional selections that the builder uh picked for the home I felt it met the aesthetic of what I envision okay. um for clients homes just sort of really clean and I think you could take the design any direction right. uh in in interior wise because the slate was just very neutral um so when we did the tour, um, I really fell in love with the second floor and there was a back, uh, entrance to the, to the home. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this might be an opportunity for me to tackle multiple spaces. If that's possible, I kind of, you know, um, I don't want to say I'm an overachiever, but <laughs> most like designers put, are. It's okay. I like to put too much on my own plate sometimes. But most this, designers do. <laughs> but knowing that this was a, a marketing investment, you know, and looking at it that way, I wanted to touch as much as I could of this home and really uh, expose me and, you know, Sherelle Design Studio. So that mm-hmm. was sort of my approach in thinking about it. So long story short, um, you know, I did the back stair. Uh, as well as coming up to the landing of that space and then one of the secondary guest bedrooms. So it was a really lovely flow. 
um, from the back entrance of the house, walking up the stair. I, you know, just did some large scale modern art with a really beautiful uh, chandelier from Circa Lighting. Beautiful. And um, I wanted to, you know, play around with finishes and really just expose, you know, a curated look, which is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, you know, sort of reinterpreting uh, vintage pieces sometimes into things that uh, maybe, you know, they were an eyesore and mm-hmm. I just put a little TLC on it right, and make it look like something fresh and something new. Um, so I, you know, I did quite a few visits to antique shops and, you know, places locally here in the city, which I love. Um, and being the time crunch that I had um, and the budget that I set <laughs> yep. for myself, because this is all on you, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of, you know, the vendors who's, who sponsor it. So, of course, you know, we had the Shade Store, which was amazing. So they did all the window treatments. And I developed this amazing relationship with Cindy and Dana of decorative and faux finishes, which a lot of people talk about the walls in my bedroom space. Um, so, so wait, I that's wa- not wallpaper. That's not wallpaper. <gasps> oh, yeah, they're good. They're I, really good. I found <laughs> oh my God, this. They're good. I found this um, like stencil mm-hmm. um, online. And um, I knew that was going to be the basis of my room. I just knew I had to have this. And the walls were already painted, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do, I didn't want to add too much additional time, you know, right. drying time between coats of paint and all that. So I just, I just had them leave the walls as they were white that the builder already uh, selected for the space. And then just had them overlay uh, the stencil in a contrasting color. So I played with the neutrals and, a, you know, little hints of blue mm-hmm. um, in the room and obviously um, lots of white furniture, balancing it off with antiques that, you know, may have had black uh, finishes um, or brown finishes uh, on them. So that room really came together just, I don't know. I mean... No, it's 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 really amazing and if I can say what you did with this show house is you showed who you really are and that's the key thing to do when people are like why do you do a show house it's your opportunity to express who you are are. and what your firm is in the vision so people can get a clear view of you yeah a clear view of you right um go ahead and that's, I mean, Gail, I mean, you, you know, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I was intending. And I only felt that if I touched multiple spaces and they didn't need a lot, you know, it wasn't no. like it, you know, but I, I, if, if I was going to do this, well, we're going to do it Sherelle way. And it's going right. to be, you know, I'm going to touch everything. I touched the bathroom that was on suite. I touched the closet. I didn't want anything left undone. I really wanted no. to feel that someone had, and that when people walked in, were builders or they were neighbors, you know, or people who traveled from, you know, who who knows where to come and just because uh-huh. they love going to show houses. I just yeah. wanted them to really capture that. Yeah, see me. You did a great me. job. Thank you. You did an amazing job. You should. Um, wow. Thank you. Listen, if it was fun. You, <laughs> no, you can you can tell. So I have to tell the people if they're listening that well they are. Um, I will have the information in the show notes, but you need to see her space. And I have to just 
bring you back because we're running out of time here, unfortunately, and talk more uh, definitely about the business aspect of it, because that's what I want people to really walk away with when they listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Tell the lovely people where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me Sherelle design studio.com. That's S H E R R E L L design studio.com. And of course my Instagram handle is just at Sherelle design studio. Oh, well, my love, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I'm really glad you said yes. I was thank like, wait, you, Gail. she did ballad before she did my podcast. Yeah. I gotta call her right now. <laughs> How dare she? Oh. I know, but you know, I love you <laughs> through and through. You're my number one. <laughs> it's like, let me call my friend up. Yes. What, what is she doing? Why is she not telling me this? I know. Um, uh, and I'm so, so I'm so glad that you had me on this. <laughs> this was so much fun. No, it was. So thank you so much, my love. And you will be coming back because the world needs to know more about you and how your your fabulousness. Thank Thanks. you. Too. You're welcome, babe. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.